and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. In 2020, we're taking part ourselves. That's right. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Gary Poppy. And, and yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We took a couple weeks off. That was nice. It was nice. We're all rested up. and Sort uh, of. We're both having <laughs> rough days. Yeah, it happens. It happens. But it was a good break. Got to do lots of reading. Nice. nice. I had a nice break too. Yeah. Yeah, not much to report on, which means nice and slow. That means you're actually breaking. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. What well, was your favorite book you read in 2019? The whole year? Well, we've already sung the praises of factfulness. People should read factfulness. I feel like I should choose something that's not really well known because I really enjoyed Just Mercy. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed Unfollow. That's Megan Phelps Roper's story really about good. leaving Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, here we go. One of my friends at work wrote, I moved to Los Angeles to work in animation. And it's just such a, a great little graphic novel where she talks very logically about what choices she had to make, what she had to give up, how she could save money how she improved her artistic career and took advantage of resource. It's really well laid out where I'd give it to anybody who's trying to follow an artistic career. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's not purely animation, she kind of went from doing comics. Anyways. That's cool. I highly recommend that. Natalie I, Nuragat. I remember seeing that at Skylight Bookstore, taking oh. a picture and sending it to you and being like, do you know about this? You're like, <laughs> hey, my friend wrote it. Yeah, it was a good year of reading. I set my own new personal best, 56 books in one year. Nice. Yeah. I think I only read... 43. Wow. Yeah. I know. I'm really falling asleep on the job. I've been moving up. I need to stop that. I think now I'm spending too much time reading. My 2020 resolution is actually to read 40, bring it down a little, because I noticed I was tricking myself into reading shorter books ah. and not enjoying them and feeling like I had to get to the end of it because I have to get more and more. And I was like, that's yeah, not what reading Yeah, shouldn't more. have to feel like you're game in the system. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, here we are. this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. We've got a bunch of fun things that we're excited to tell you about, but we thought we should begin the year again with psychic predictions. Yes. And I know this what, is our new tradition. I know what you're thinking. Oh, you've been talking about psychics a lot lately. Well Is that true? Yeah. Oh, we I had Cindy Kaza. Cindy Kaza, yeah. And then we talked with Susan and Mark about psychics. Oh, and then there was the woman who talked to Jimmy Stewart for me. Yeah, the Hollywood psychic. And then we did a review of Sister Rocky's predictions sure. from the previous years. So we've been talking a lot about psychics, but we brought you something uh, primo. <laughs> and this is our new tradition. This is some high-grade psychic. Beginning of the year, ask a psychic what's going to happen to us. End of the year, see if it was see true. See how it panned out. Yeah. So if you don't like it, don't worry. We're only doing it until we die. So we were tossing around a few different ideas of how we could get our predictions. But then a friend of yours recommended a particular video. Yes. So this wasn't in the context of, Carrie, you should see this because of your show. It was our, our friend Caroline, Drew's and my very good friend. And her husband, Vince, also our, our very good friend, he was having his 30th birthday. And we went over to his apartment. Instead of doing, this seems to happen at every party these days. You have this plan. We're going to play these specific games. We're going to drink this thing. We're going to eat these things. And then someone's like, we all got to see this YouTube video. And then you end up <laughs> watching like at least five or six yep. before you get back to what you were doing. Sounds about right. Yep. So 
Apparently, Caroline loves to pull out this YouTube video. I, I think that's also how we got the flat earth movement from that addictiveness of YouTube oh, videos sure. and them suggesting the next thing for you. That's how we ended up with the modern flat earth movement. Oh, I see what starting you're Starting with Mark Sargent and going oh, on. Oh, sure. Like it all starts. And Teal Swan, too, is really reliant uh -huh. upon people finding her on YouTube. So thanks, YouTube. Uh, Good in, job. But in this case, <laughs> it was uh, a very pleasant video that Caroline pulled out and said, I make everyone watch this. You haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God, Carrie, you're going to love it. She True, was right. You're going to love it. So we sit down. She pulls up this video. So it's from Jubilee, which is a channel I'm pretty familiar with. Hmm. That's usually they will take people of sort of opposing viewpoints and have them sit down and converse with each other. And there's usually some sort of like social experiment kind of aspect to okay. it. Okay. Our friend Spencer was in one talking to Flat Earthers. Right. This one, though, was five real psychics figure out who the sixth phony psychic is amongst them mm -hmm. and they it, all haven't met before which is a great concept it's so fun it's like watching beyond belief fact or fiction where you have to sit there and go well these are all fiction but which one did they identify as fiction <laughs> <laughs> right if you don't necessarily buy into those abilities but mm -hmm. but yeah people who are professional psychics can they tell the person who is not a yeah. professional psychic right so it was an even mix of men and women there were six total and the rules of the game are that they stand up on a stage and they talk to each other for a while and they ask each other probing questions oh do you do reiki and what planets are you from and you know what's mm -hmm. your vibration who's and, a star seed and uh, so then everybody you know like voting someone off the island they all take turns holding up their vote about who they think is the fake and right. i will say from the outset and i i did tell somebody as i was doing this i nominated two that oh, i okay. thought it was going to be interesting the first one they voted off was one of the two that i had chosen the first one they voted off was the one i chose oh okay yeah my metric that i was using was who was most trying to put on the stereotypical psychic look Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I yep. went by. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she was gone. And then it turned out she was one of the actual psychics. And right. she said, I work in light. And these people all work in dark. <laughs> yeah, magic. she really threw everybody under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That was one of the little debates amongst the psychics was asking each other. One woman asked, oh, do you do dark magic mm -hmm. to this man that we'll describe in just a moment? There was this immediate visceral reaction of, uh, no. And there's no such thing. There's just it's, magic. It's all about your intention. Yeah. Also, it has a lot of kind of racist connotations yeah. talking about black versus white magic. Right. Yes. Yeah, Specifically. The phraseology she used, yeah. Exactly. So then they they all so, conferred again. And then they vote another person off. If you're worried about a spoiler, pause right here. Go watch the video. It's on spoiler, Jubilee. Spoiler, spoiler time. It was funny. There were... <laughs> There were three women, uh -huh. and uh, they voted out two of the women, and the, the only other woman remaining was Spoiler. the fake. But one person really stands out in this video. Okay, so we start the video at Caroline's house, and Drew just busts up laughing, and he's like, well, it's this guy. <laughs> and, oh, oh, who's the fake? Who's the fake? Because it's so- Over the top. It seems so clear that this person's putting on airs. And I was like, I don't think so, because it's so obvious. Like, he's so the oddball out that if they cast this one guy who's just a totally different energy from everyone else, that's on Jubilee. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be him. And the whole time, Drew's like, it's him, it's him, it's him. And it's not. It's not. He's a real psychic. 
He, in fact, says he has psychic powers. He stands out from everybody else. For many reasons. Yeah, he's taller. Yes. He's, well, he's more dapper. He has a handlebar mustache and a standard American dialect. Describe that for me. What does standard American dialect mean? I'm not good at doing it, but it's that very proper... American accent of the 30s and 40s that almost sounds British but isn't. Ah, and very enunciated syllables. Yes, and it just suggests I'm very fancy. And he is very fancy. He's also wearing a suit. In this case, it's just... Um, I think we are dealing with a cut of like um, a smoking jacket or a robe where it, it comes over a very a high jacket. Yeah, and it's got kind of a, a darker lapel. And he's wearing a red lapel and he's got the red tie and some sort of jewelry stuck into the, the knot of the tie. Uh, but yeah, he, he's a striking figure mm-hmm. and just looks so different from everybody else. So much. He's the person who you'd ask to, I don't know, come to your like spooky graveyard wedding and mm-hmm. you're efficient pale skin so it almost looks like he could be also a mortician or mm-hmm. something like that so yeah he just immediately stands out because he's got this accent he's got this bearing he's and, doing this whole thing yeah and he's talking about his spells and i want to know more about this guy right he completely dominates the entire scene and his name is richard lyell And when you watch the video, you keep thinking, why are they giving him his last name and everyone else just gets a first name? Yeah, why is he Richard Lale? It's because his name is Richard hyphen Lale Lillard. So you looked him up? Yeah. Oh, we immediately, Drew and I were like, well, we've checked out of this party mentally. We're just looking up Richard Lale for a while now. Oh, and since we've already kind of spoiled how it ends... Of course, right after everybody fails after the second round and they commit to, yeah, we've definitely outed the fake psychic, then we find out they're wrong. <laughs> and immediately everybody says, I knew I it. I knew it. When they, <laughs> when they point to the, the third woman, the actual fake psychic, right? Uh, who had been one of the two that I guess, because she was you know dressed in the shawl and she just kind of had that look of like, what would a psychic wear? Oh, they'd wear this kind of flowery, uh-huh. loose draped thing. Oh, she was the second person you chose? Yeah. Nicely done. And thank you. And yeah, everybody immediately, I knew it. I knew it. I I looked at your shoes. I was certain. A trap I know I've fallen into because sometimes if, I don't know, there's a movie with a twist or whatever, you're trying to figure it out. It can be very easy to be like, Oh, I predicted that because at one point I thought that, mm. kind of forgetting. Well, you had like eight theories going and you were you never landed on one. Right. And now that one Those stands ones out a bunch. Those ones seem remarkably clear, right. which is funny because that happened to the second woman who was kicked out. She said at the end, I even predicted in advance. I wrote it down. I said that it would be a woman and mm. that she would... Uh, she would have brown curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then she pulls it out. And no, it's She like, pulls out her phone. Oh, I said straight hair. But, you know, I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) That part doesn't matter because it's not right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Memories are fun that way. So, yeah. So you you looked him up. Was it hard? Uh, No. uh Uh-uh. You know, actually, I think initially, I think Caroline had already gone on a deep dive about this. And so she was like, we all got to go sometime. And she sent me the link to his house. And she said, he does psychic readings out of this crazy Victorian house. We got to go. And I said, you know, Ross and I have to get 2020 predictions. And she was like, oh, you you have to go. You have to do this. Oh, so Caroline hasn't met him yet. No. Oh, she's got to go. And she is a big fan. She told me as soon as I said we were going, she was like, tell him I'm a big fan okay 
My friend, Caroline. Now, uh, some of you may remember Caroline from our alien meditation investigation. She joined us for that. She met the cat aliens with us. He goes as the gentleman psychic. Mm -hmm. You booked with him and found out that it could be either one hour for $120. Right. Or half an hour for $85. Yes. So this is your standard economy of scale. Mm -hmm. The the more time you buy with him, the, the less expensive it is per minute. The only real way to contact him was through his website where you need to give an email address and we're kind of googleable yeah and psychics some of them some of them google you so it's Mm -hmm. like "Uh, how do i handle this so i have a burner account with the name carrie and a different last name and i used that to email him a rare instance of subterfuge (laughs) the last name is suggested in the in the email address i don't actually say that's my name right right then i thought after i emailed i was like i wonder if i googled that because i've never tried just like googling that name carrie and this other last name los angeles what Mm -hmm. do i get and i pull it up and there's like a woman who like not like we look the same or anything but like i could dress up like this woman and like she's probably like in her mid 30s. I was like, I bet I bet I can be a believable this woman. <laughs> this is Carrie's is, commitment to the bit. <laughs> what does she do? So she's a, a marriage and family therapist and psychologist. But she has brown hair. So I was like, I have to dye my hair brown. So I, went, <laughs> so I had injured my foot that day, but I hobbled over to Walgreens, got some brown hair dye and uh, dyed my hair. I like that you all did this just on the hunch that he might Google, Google me. you thinking Correct. that was your name. Excellent. Okay. Also, the email address suggests that I really like cats. Well, that's funny. That'll come up, mm-hmm. cats, and mm-hmm. whether we should like them or not. So uh, he sent his address, and we set up a time. It was on a Thursday night. I just said my friend was coming. I didn't even say, like, yeah. your first name. And he didn't ask? Yeah. Oh, no big whoop. More the merrier. Yeah. And we did decide to do a half hour each. And, uh, oh, my goodness, this house. You told me you got there first, and you said, you'll know it when you see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> won't be a problem. As Richard Lale is to other psychics, this house is to other houses on that block. <laughs> that's you go, exactly right. oh, that's the one I'm interested in yeah. over there. It's a funny moment coming on that street because you're going like okay where's the <laughs> it's that <laughs> oh it might be that two-story one with the victorian style <laughs> right the gables that stretch into the pink dark night and it was twilight going into nighttime it was beautiful yeah so it's it, the greatest moment to arrive it looked super spooky and wonderful now yeah. our readings were at 6 p.m correct And he lives in Pasadena, which is a couple of towns over from us, but still not too bad a drive. Yeah, Pasadena has a lot of that kind of classic architecture, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's notorious for its horrible parking. And there was ample parking. Oh, I don't think Pasadena is notorious for its horrible parking. Oh, Oh, I I sure do. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and the house has a turret, a sort of a faux third floor. Looks like there's an attic up there, maybe with some windows. Yeah, and a big porch in front, like a balcony on the second floor. It's it's an amazing looking. It's like a, a doll house expanded mm-hmm. upward mm-hmm. Uh, totally. but, with a slightly creepier feel maybe just because we know about our friend who lives what there inside? so uh yeah how did it go when you showed up yeah i just said i'll go in even though ross isn't here yet i can 
chat with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So knocked on the door. He was right there and ready, opened up and, and said, hello, my friend. <laughs> and uh, Hello, my friend. <laughs> yes. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> so, that sounds very silent to the lambs. So he let me in and led me to a sort of a sitting room. So immediately you're walking through velvet clad walls and just art everywhere and all of it in the theme, all of it occultist or oh yeah, just like it's- spiritualist. There's nothing that's just like, oh, and also I'm reading this Charles Dickens book. No, that would not belong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the design is amazing. So there's sort of a foyer as you walk in and there's stripy wallpaper. And mm-hmm. then off to the left, there's a little room where we'll end up and that's got like a, a print, but all of it feels like old style wallpaper. Then there's this main room where he first kind of welcomed us. Yeah. Us in, and it's all red. And there's antlers and some of his decorating. There's animal heads on the wall. Yeah, and there's boop. There's paintings. There's there's a suit of armor as you walk in. Yes. Yeah, a very beautiful, fancy suit of armor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So what else happened? Okay, so he introduced me to a woman who he said, this is my dear friend, Alice. Not her real name. And then he had me sit down. He said, would you like a spot of tea? And I said, uh, yeah, that'd be great. Because, well, first of all. Hot drinks. You're going to offer me hot drinks at the very top of one of our (laughs) investigations? Uh, Yes. Yes, please. For you, I'm going to take this hot drink. It will improve your score. So he brought out a pot of tea, and it was pretty good. It was a little too sweet for me, Hmm. but it was good. Like Earl Grey plus some fruit teas. Yeah, and he said there was just a hint of chocolate. Yeah, a hint of chocolate, yeah, which I think already sweetened it, so it didn't need sugar, so then... Well, and he put... I don't know if he put honey in yours, but he did in mine. No, I asked for sugar instead of honey. Oh, I see. Okay, I had honey, and then uh, he put some milk in mine as well. Oh, okay. But yeah, tea right off the bat, Yeah, the tea service was concomitant with the house. Yes, and then he brought honey for his own cup put some in and then said i have to go wash my hands i've got honey on my hands which would become a theme oh yes i think maybe he should just have sugar <laughs> because <laughs> honey got involved three or four times and he had to keep going and washing his hands just a little before you showed up a couple yeah. things happened so alice said to me um running a bit late and it was like 603 mm-hmm. and, uh, and i was like and i didn't think i was so i was like oh am i and she said know your friend oh wow and i was like oh i mean okay well, i mean very barely but sure i, I was running late yeah <laughs> like three minutes so then we just the three of us chatted a little bit she mentioned that he had recently been on ghost adventures a show on yes, the television which we hadn't seen yet which i hadn't seen and she said it as if she kind of assumed that's why i was there mm. she just sort of tossed it off like well yeah you know there's been a lot of people coming since and i said i'm sorry what's that and she said oh oh okay he uh it's a television show and he was on it And whenever they re-air it, we get a lot of calls and emails. (laughs) And I said, oh, okay, you know, I discovered it because of the Jubilee video. And she kind of, she knew what that was. You know, she kind of nodded like, oh, that's, you know, that's not as good a way to encounter him is kind of the vibe I got. Interesting. He came back in and- Now that I've seen the other video, I think it would be the other way around. Interesting. Okay. Well, so he came back in and I said, yeah, you know, I discovered you from Jubilee. Well, actually, my friend Caroline did. She said to tell you she's a big fan. (laughs) Okay. uh, And then he said, you know, I, uh, that whole thing. I just, you know, I, I was, I knew who 
who it was from the beginning, of course. But but I thought part of the game was to try to keep extending it and doing two or three levels, you know. Uh. But at level two, they let us vote on whether to continue the game or not. And I thought for sure we would all vote yes, you know, to continue And that's true. The I game. think he did. I think he was the one person who put his hand up to like, yeah, let's oh, keep right. going. Mm-hmm. But the others voted to end it there. And so he's like, yeah, so I was just the whole time I was saving my real guess that was her. Mm. Mm. Okay. 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 Yeah, undisprovable. (laughs) Unprovable. There you have it. He knew all along. Excellent. So, yeah, I came up to the door and there was tape over the doorbell. Yeah. To let you know, no, no. We knock here. We knock here. <laughs> doorbells. Probably also the doorbell doesn't work. <laughs> doorbells weren't invented when this house was <laughs> but built. tape was. So I hit the little knocker and he showed up right away and, hello, my friend, come in, come <laughs> in. And uh, it's a little overwhelming, you know, this man. It, oh, man. Okay. So this time he had a different suit on. It was a double-breasted suit with bright, shiny red buttons yeah. and a purple cravat, a large gem in that and he's got uh, i don't know something hanging out of one of the pockets sort of a chain i don't i would assume a pocket watch but it's kind of the outfit you'd expect like a fancy teddy bear to wear oh, okay okay right? yeah the wedding teddy bear or something <laughs> yeah yeah oh, it's just wow okay this, this is amazing he's <laughs> this got this is happening he's got the the curly mustache and just this whole this whole affectation and and it, it felt for me like i had this moment of stepping into like a civil war reenactment yeah, camp yeah totally and then the thing of like oh do I meet you halfway? Do, right. Am I in- oh, yes, hello, I'm Ross. <laughs> and then, oh, shoot, I have to commit to that now. <laughs> like, I- bow all the way to the waist. <laughs> but I'm not dressed for it. No, I, I certainly didn't do that. But it's just, okay, wow, This what's, what's happening? This is amazing. I love this, you know, because it's so themed. And- yeah, it reminded me of the Haunted Mansion, but it is a lot more chipper than the Haunted Mansion is. You know what it's like? It's like the feel of the game Clue. Oh, yes, yes, very much so. That's a good way to describe it. And Alice, I don't think she was dressed up in any way. She wasn't matching that whole aesthetic. Although I think she was wearing all black. Oh, was she? Okay. But, But yeah. Yeah, well, now knowing that conversation, I I can feel like either she just wasn't very sociable where I was concerned or Mm -hmm. she was judging me. I don't know, but I think we barely spoke five words to each other. Oh, okay. Well, she apparently does the organizing of his schedule. Okay. She told me that they do three to six readings a day. Okay, wow. Pretty good business. Yeah, absolutely. They mentioned that the house was built in 1890. Yeah, that was pretty cool because I've talked before about my wife's kind of creepy house that she was raised in that was built in 1893. Oh, okay. So yeah, similar era. I think 1893 is also when... I was just about to say something insane. I was about to say, I think 1893 is when James Randi was born. No. (laughs) Nope, that's impossible. Oh, that's funny. Though 1893 was the year of the Columbian Exposition. Oh, okay. Which was a significant year. Hmm. Uh, Devil in the White City. Good book. Mm. Yeah, and then he, he got me the tea and, oh, yeah, this is wonderful. I love this place. I want to stay here forever. <laughs> so, yeah, I was already, I was into this. Like, yeah. This is great. You're yeah, serving me hot drinks. Me. They're delicious. They're yeah. not too sweet for me. And, yeah, you started asking about his name. Uh, how did you come about by the name Richard Lyell? L- yeah. Lyell. And he said, oh, Lyell, it means chosen by God. Yeah, he who's chosen, yeah, something. And like don't that. take my don't take my accent to be exact because I, it'll probably change throughout <laughs> the recording. I can't maintain that consistency, but oh, yes. but it's very it's very soft. It's very proper. 
proper, yes, well pronounced. It's funny because he lost it for just a second when he was trying to remember the fruits that were in the tea. <laughs> He said something like, uh, oh, I can't even think. Uh, mango, pear, pomegranate. Like, it, it wasn't quite that stark a difference, but just for a second, the accent His went away. personality and then it came in for a snap sec. came back. Yeah, that's um, funny. But yeah, he said he used to be Richie when he was a kid. And mm-hmm. That was cute. That was sweet. But I got tired of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I became, I don't know, what's next? Rich? And eventually he decided on Richard, like his father and his father's father. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't exciting enough. He added the, the middle name there as a hyphenate. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I also asked him how you do tell a fake psychic. Oh, yeah. You're in the midst of a fake psychic. What did he say? Well, he made a good point. He said, well, um, everyone's psychic. So you're never really in the midst of a of a fake psychic because everyone has those abilities it's just whether you've developed oh, them okay, okay fair enough good angle and then he said the the question really at play there is who is making a living off of it and has you know lots of experience mm-hmm. tapping into it so i felt actually like that was a better squirrely response to get out of mm-hmm. not doing the jubilee game right oh. <laughs> uh, i mean if, if someone had been like oh well i don't know i think everyone's psychic i think i would have been like oh touche that's true could have used that So then it was time for your reading. You were first. Yeah. Yeah. And they asked me if I wanted you to come along. And I said, yeah, why not? I said, okay, sure. Or I could sit here and be silently judged by Alice for (laughs) half an hour. Being three minutes late. I mean, either one's just as good. (laughs) (laughs) But before I tell you what happened in the sitting room with the tarot deck, I love podcasts. Oh, me too. Yeah? Yeah. What's your favorite podcast? I'm a big fan. Um, My favorite? I'm going to say Reading Glasses. Okay, well, I'm going to challenge you to also listen to this one. Friendly Fire is a podcast about war movies, but it's so much more than that. It's history. It was just supposed to be another assignment. It's comedy. Under no circumstances are you to engage the enemy. It's cinema studies. It's a hell of a combination. So subscribe and download Friendly Fire on your podcatcher of choice. Or at MaximumFun.org. And also come see us at San Francisco Sketchfest on January 16th. You can get tickets at sfsketchfest.com. accomplished. What do you think? No, that sounds like a great show, too. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to listen to it right now. Goodbye. Oh, oh no. I don't know why I brought that up. So speaking of reading, I went into a little side room that Richard Lale pulled me toward. And, you know, I guess based on the layout of the house, we were inside the turret? Yeah, I think so. Little round sitting room off of the foyer. Later on, we did watch the Ghost Adventure show, mm-hmm. and they described that as the seance the room. The seance room. Which is where, if I were to hold a seance, I would, but we did not sure. that evening. Sure. Uh, but it, it's very enclosed, and it's, I guess, uh, hexagonal. And yeah, very narrow space, so mm-hmm. you kind of edge in, watch your knees carefully as you get to your seat. So we've got our little um, saucer and teacup, and we're walking in with that. So it is time to do my reading. Yeah. So he takes out a tarot deck, which yeah. I didn't know was going to happen. And he seats himself on the far side on mm-hmm. a chair, and mm-hmm. you're seated to his left. Right under a painting of him as Satan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the painting. Yeah, we stopped to talk about that. He tells us the story of a photographer friend who insisted on taking a photo of me. And, yeah. And then I tried to have a painting done, and I did not like it. But then I realized this is perfect. Yeah. And he's a devil with horns and glowing red eyes. It's pretty dope. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. I want one like that. Oh, and and he tells us that he had a former life as a celebrity impersonator. Right. So 
I knew that he had been an actor because he has an IMDb. I think he was in the movie Clementine. Is that what it's called? Oh. Um, Nectarine. Clementine. <laughs> tangerine. Tangerine. Yeah, Tangerine. That's <laughs> really? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you <laughs> okay. know the movie? No. It was that one that was shot on an iPhone. like, And it was also the people oh. who made the Florida Project. Interesting. I've never seen either one. People okay. love both. But They're he was in it. be very good. But yeah, so he was in that. So it seemed to me like he started out as an actor, which is a trajectory we've seen before. So he tells us that he has played both Willy Wonka, the newer Johnny Depp version of Willy right. Wonka, and Freddie Mercury yes. of Queen fame. And yeah, he's he's very well suited to the part. He still kind of has that look of a very dapper Freddie mm-hmm. Mercury. And as I was looking at him throughout the night, and we were very close to him with the lighting. He reminded me a lot of Jimmy Fallon. I oh, think, interesting. I think okay. he could do that as well. So if if you were somewhere between Freddie Mercury and Jimmy Fallon, you'd get Richard Lyle. Freddie Fallon. Had a little bit of the overbite, too, that made him well-suited oh, to do okay. the Freddie Mercury thing. Okay. What a, everything we learn about this guy, there's yeah. just more layers to him. So, we yes. could set the scene of the character for this whole episode, but what did he actually say would happen to us? <laughs> yes, that's right. So he had me take the tarot deck and uh, cut it three times with mm-hmm. my left hand. Yes. Before he even gave it to you, he said, some people don't let oh, you yes. touch the tarot deck. I do. I just, I cleanse it. And so... He held it up, you know, kind of closed his eyes, focused, and blew on it, circular motions. The way people blow on wine and circle it around, it was kind of like that. But yeah, then you, you cut it into three piles and then assembled those and then did that two more times. So three, right. three of three. And he said, your left hand, please, which eh, that was a little, a little suspicious. Oh, really? It tends to be where people wear their wedding and engagement rings. Oh, clever. That's yeah. super smart. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Oh, okay. That's well, I did. you're Part- smart. Uh, thank you. Well, I think I was thinking about it because I have an engagement ring on, which, I mean, engagement is such a specific moment in your life, right? Mm-hmm. It, it it's a period like, of transition. It's a period of transition. Oh, that's Carrie, interesting. It's a period of transition. That's interesting. Because as I was reflecting on his reading later on, I was like, maybe he did Google me and determine I was that woman. Because there were a few things <laughs> that I, I didn't really put together at the time that would make sense for her that I just passed by. Okay. Anyway. I, I, yeah, I don't get that feeling, but... Uh, I didn't at the time either, okay. so either could be true. Okay, so I cut the cards. He said, so first I'm going to lay them out and we'll have a more general reading and then we can get more specific, okay? Okay. So he makes a pretty elaborate little... Um, what would you call it? Blueprint of cards. Configuration. Yeah. He lays out first in the center three cards, and then there's one card laid across them oh, perpendicular. Right. Which was death. <laughs> yeah. That's so dramatic opening. <laughs> and then he's got uh, above that or closer to us, there's two groups of three. So one on mm-hmm. the left, one on the right. And then below that central group, there's another three and three. So you've got 16 cards total. Oh, I'm glad you were counting. Counting cards. (laughs) Each little area had its own meaning in terms of your life Mm -hmm. or future. So the first we were going to talk about was the deep past. Yes. Yeah. Those center three were past, present, and future in broad strokes. So, oh, well, first of all, one of the cards laying closest to me was a peacock. (laughs) Okay, so peacocks. Remember, that's uh, if you listen to our Psychic Sister Rocky review episode, we made our own predictions for the year of 2020. And I said a peacock would make national news. So immediately after this, we found out, and this was still in 2019, right? NBC Mm -hmm. had announced its new streaming service, and it would be called 
Peacock. Peacock. After you and I recorded, I told Drew all our predictions and he said, oh, well, there's that NBC streaming service. And I was like, oh, what's it? Is that called Peacock? Okay. That yeah, we count. didn't know that. For sure. But it had been announced mm. in 2019. So I okay. think it doesn't count, but it's fun. Yeah. So here's a Peacock. Here's another Peacock. Oh my God. Yeah, and a, a lovely sign. illustration. These, these cards again, are completely consistent with the decor mm-hmm. and design of the house. They have this feeling of an engraving that's been colorized. And mm-hmm. uh, each one has the name of the card. Maybe it's a character. Maybe it's an emotion. And then uh, down below, there's translations in four different yeah. languages. There's like Italian, uh, German, for sure. Oh, you maybe know, French. maybe I thought the Italian was Spanish. Uh, there but there, yeah. but there's four language trans. I kept looking at the German ones. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. He said that I was going to be going through change in my life, and change is often painful. In fact, it's likely painful, and you'll need to regroup after it. But just keep going. That's okay. It's not a bad thing. He kept saying that. He would say that a lot. It's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. Right. And he said, "Okay, now here we have your deep past." You were in a bad place, but now you're kind of coming into your own. Oh, yeah. You and were up against a wall. Yeah, before you were. you It was not good. But now journey has, journey has taken you away from that. Now you will be journeying out of your comfort zone, but mm. in, in a good way. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. He said that I've opened a door, which I must admit I've done many times. Yeah, I think just this evening you were opening yeah. a door when you came in this room. Yeah, yeah, totally. But he said, uh, now you've helped a lot of people in service. You're always serving others. Service, service, service in the service industry or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And anybody can frame their work as service. Right. I can do that. Or some job that they've done. Right. But it do- it doesn't land for me as like, oh, yeah, I'm like exhausted by all my service. That's just not particularly uh-huh. something I would think. Um, but if I were a marriage and family therapist... Ah, uh, yeah, then, yeah. Uh, though I feel it's like such a easy generic thing that you'd yeah. you'd say that to anybody, I and think probably I, especially women. And I think he was looking. I won't be able to remember well which cards tracked with which parts of the reading because he very fluidly kind of moves between the cards mm-hmm. and uses them to tell the story. And like you've been intimating, there's a lot of kind of poetic statements, mm-hmm. restatements, stating something and then stating its reverse sentiment at the same time, but. I know at some point there was a servant card, so that might have... Yeah, but that was... He told that us later that on? that meant someone who keeps secrets. Oh, that was part of that. Uh, yeah. So it, it yeah. may have been one of the cards, too. Anyways. Okay. And then he said, I need to remember that the work I'm doing is for me, to take care of me. Sure, it helps other people. That's fine. But it's still about you. You know, look after yourself. Oh, take care of yourself. Yes. He said, I'll be releasing a lot of sorrow and negativity. And I'm moving toward the uh, becoming the old woman card. Oh, Um, yeah. Where you just want to sit in your chair. Where you just sit in your chair. You're comfortable. (laughs) You're confident. You know what you want. It's where we all want to be. Eventually, I'm getting there. Then you ran out of tea. And he (laughs) leaped to attention. Oh, do you need more tea? Did you need too much tea? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I mean, I won't say no to more tea. Okay, let's fix this. It's the kind of thing where like, in my memory, even though this obviously (laughs) didn't happen, I see him like turning over the table because it's just that abrupt, (laughs) him standing up. But of course, there's no exit path because we're all just like barely fitting (laughs) in this tiny little space. And so I have to kind of edge out to not knock my knees on the table. At least I was thinking, isn't your friend in the other room? 
and then like, yeah, call to her. The tea. Yeah, yeah, make her earn her keep. <laughs> right. So I get out of the way. He sidles his way out. He goes off to get it. He comes back. He pours me a fresh batch. He gets honey on his hands again. <laughs> he has to go wash his. Pardon hands. me. I just need to go take care of the honey and get it off my hands. <laughs> so we're sitting there going, "This place is lovely. This, this is, is just amazing. beautiful." Uh, <laughs> quickly taking pictures of the cards. This time he brings back this lovely ornate metal teapot and he leaves the whole serving tray right next to us. And again, I get out, he gets in, and there's this whole shuffling thing. And the table's wobbling, and he mm-hmm. assures us the table's level. It's just the floor that's uneven. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, then we can resume this intimate psychic reading. So, so my next card was a... I'm not sure what the overall tableau was, but what stood out to him was that there was a statue of Atlas... Within the tableau. Oh, yeah, somewhere in the background. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. He would often point to something and say, oh, see that figure back there? That's you. And it would be something I wouldn't have even noticed. Right. Sometimes it barely perceptible. Uh, The lighting is very low in here as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you really have to like get close to these cards and kind of rotate your head to see, what is that? What's that a picture of? Right. Yeah, that atlas is very important. You take the world on your shoulders. Mm. So going forward, you need to minimize that. Look out for yourself, not so much for others. Mm-hmm. Okay. He mentioned that I had a few transition cards. So there was a butterfly, mm. famous transition symbol, a peacock that, you know, first he's just hanging out and then suddenly he's this big flashy Oop. thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a transition. Um, and then the, the ring on your hand. That's a transition. Yeah. <laughs> and then the death card, which, you know, doesn't have to be literal. Oh, it yeah. It can just mean the end of something, beginning of something new. And I think the death was dramatically that one that was askew, yeah. the only one that's rotated. The one that he was like, this kind of effect all the others death which is so funny because you know we've seen enough psychic readings now to know that the death card of course is just super fun to have in the deck to have it show up because it's such a it draws so much attention to it and i think everybody has their kind of speaking points to it to say right ah we're not talking about literal death usually now i'm just waiting for one psych to say like oh someone's gonna die yeah yeah totally which i mean i'm sure when these decks were first invented people were doing that because people died more people died more that's true you got to read factfulness. (laughs) Death was more of a person's life. You know, there was a much higher chance that your child would die, that, you know, someone would get consumption. Your wife would die. We'll get to that. So he said, when things seem inconsistent, just pause. Okay. Pause, regain your strength, take some deep breaths. Okay. That's good advice. Another Another theme of this evening. (laughs) So then he said... Do you do vision boards in general? Oh, yeah. And I said, uh, no, not in general, but I did this year. And he said, oh, good, because those are your messages to the universe, and they will help you achieve what you want. So it's very good you did it. And so I would like to show you, Ross, your vision, vision board, board that I made at my friend Kate Raft's New Year's party. No oh boy. Please hold. <laughs> okay. Carrie is rummaging around. She's uh, pulling out. Oh, she's got it. She's got a visual aid here. It's roughly maybe my vision for 2020. 11 by 14, maybe. Um. Yeah, we've got Dr. Oz <laughs> is very prominent at the top middle there. Mm-hmm. Is that Newt Gingrich? Yes, yeah, Newt Gingrich with a giraffe. <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> it's funny, The reason I questioned that being Newt Gingrich is because that's not how I'm used to seeing Newt Gingrich. Sure, he's with a giraffe. Okay. Let's see, we've got, uh, you've cut out something that says typical tacos, uh, <laughs> revenge in red. I uh, don't recognize that guy on the lower left. 
We've got... Oh, yeah, that's, he's the seller of a hyperbaric duffel, oxygen clinic. Oh, that chamber. looked like a duffel bag to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here, but, I can hand this to you. I don't yeah. know why I'm holding it up Oh, no, this has been fun. Okay, and you found 20 and another 20, so mm-hmm. those are cut together for 2020. Most of this is something that would have to do with our investigations. Oh, there's a UFO you've placed above Newt Gingrich's mm-hmm. head. We'll have to post a photo of this. You're missing some of the best stuff. Oh, okay. Let's see here. Uh, we've got some phrases. The year of disclosure. Mm-hmm. Skype. Or phone readings, only $100 for 30 minutes. Sure. Plant protein-powered, completely clear skin. Yes, completely clear skin. Moderate to severe painful intercourse. <laughs> I was waiting for you to see that one. Yeah, that wow. I tried to just cut out a bunch of the side effects in <laughs> medicine ads. Okay. They're so small. Law was- of attraction coaching. Mm-hmm. Gas and bloating, stomach pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this That's is your vision your wonderful vision board. I'm going to take a picture of this. Yeah, Kate just brought out a bunch of her magazines. She is uh, Drew's co-host on this podcast is Self Care. Oh, yeah. They did that recently. They videoed each other making vision boards. Oh, yeah. okay. And she was do doing it super fast. That was, oh, okay. She's going to make the fastest oh, vision board. She did fun. it. So she just pulled out a bunch of old magazines and... Had us all do this, which was very fun. Anyway. But you got to pay attention to that, Carrie. That's important. That's a really important thing I did. I think he was assuming you took the exercise more seriously. I did take it seriously. This is what I want. (laughs) I want wheat to fill me up. You want, was it painful intercourse? I want (laughs) moderate to severe painful intercourse. (laughs) Oh, no. Addiction to opioids. Okay. Gas and bloating and stomach pain. I mean, that's going to happen at some point in 2020 anyway. Might as well. You know, here's the thing. (laughs) Set your sights low, you -hmm. can achieve them. That was the lesson of paradox of choice. Lower your expectations, you'll be happier. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that works sometimes with movies. Totally. Yeah. I mean, if you want to like up, you should probably set your sights low. Okay. Um (laughs) Did you just cash shade it up? (laughs) Yeah. Are you the Have only person in America this? who doesn't like Up? Uh, it's it's just like everyone was talking about how it's so good. So by the time I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. All right, we can still be friends. But it's low on my Pixar list. It's probably bottom seven. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> bottom four, <laughs> I don't know. It's better than A Bug's Life. And it's better than Cars too. Well, yes, that's for sure. Okay, cool. Moving along. <laughs> So, okay, then he said there was one set of three cards that represent where my mind is right now. So that had a young woman in it. Interesting that it have a young woman and an old woman in my spread. Mm-hmm. And he said the young woman represents possibility. You know, she's deciding which way to go. So when we see the young woman, she's standing on a porch and you can both see the house she's just left and the sort of skyline behind her. And so for him, he felt like that was representative of you know, she's deciding, is she oh, going yeah. to go out into the world or go back into the home? Oh, is this where he pointed the skyline and said, these are painted mm-hmm. as trees, but it kind of looks like the Los Angeles like skyline. And he's it right, does. it did. Yeah, it was kind of cool. You probably have a lot of questions right now, but you have the information you need to decide whether to go and do it. Take advantage of your goals. 
this was definitely a point where I was like, this is so vague, I'm sort of losing the thought train mm, a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? I felt yeah. that often, like, I have to really focus in that moment. Hey, I'm trying to remember as much as I can. And, right. And these sentences are spoken in very abstract language, very poetic language. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a restatement. And then he'll very fluidly go into the next concept, which is mm-hmm. not not even opposite, but maybe tangential. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, wait, how did we get there? Right, right. So I found myself doing that a lot. And with the abstract language, you know, I'll be putting so much mental effort into reifying these concepts. Mm-hmm. And then I'll kind of lose track of like, wait, how did we get or where, where is it going? So yeah, I, I was getting that impression a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of to clarify said like, so I'm kind of deciding whether to go internal or external. And he said, yes, exactly. Okay. So that vision board's really important. That's the beginning of your motivation to start your year and the rest of your life. Oh, goodness. Which, as a reminder, has Newt Gingrich, a giraffe, and Dr. Oz on it. And, uh, and sandwiches. Moderate to severely painful intercourse. <laughs> well, oh, and reconnecting to my higher self with vibrational medicine. I'm going to do that. Was this where he was talking about you being the unifier? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the card was called Cheerfulness. Oh. But it had a person, I think, sort of standing above a couch or something, sort of looking like a host, kind of like, I'm the life of the party. I remember you had some opposites. There was like, there was the virgin and the harlot. Yes, there was that was the, in that card. The sinner and the saint. Yep. And he said, and that, that makes you the unifier. You're the go-between between I these extremes. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can, you can kind of, you know, merge people who have differing points of view. And I was like, okay, yeah. I like this. Yeah, yeah. You unify those who don't go together or get along. And then he said, okay, now this row over here, which was a row kind of closer to you, Ross. Okay. These are the things that are outside your control. Mm. And the first one is a picture of a human baby. Yes. Uh, and he starts talking about the pain of, of being born, making your way out of the birth canal, but also the pain for the mother. Yes. But how as soon as she holds that baby, all that pain goes away. It was all worth it. And he said, uh, you know, at first she gets pregnant and she thinks like, oh, that's just gas. It's probably just gas <laughs> yeah, right gas he said that a few times it's it, it is just gas for me yeah he didn't say that you were actually going to have a baby no he said it's not necessarily literal uh it could be just you know it doesn't mean that but whatever you're working on you got to let it grow spoiler alert i don't think he ever stated that anything was literal that's true it could be this thing or it could be the opposite it could be the friend or it could be the enemy <laughs> you know i'm just remembering how I Whoa. It's like a, a ship? Maybe that's Gabriel's horn. Maybe it's the rapture. Oh. That actually when you said that, <laughs> I got like a little bit of fear. <laughs> Not excitement. Like, oh, okay. oh no, what if it's real? Wow, and I was really doing the thing for a while and I <laughs> Well shit. Okay. Oh no, I kinda wanna leave that in. Mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> okay. So this does remind me, though, because he said uh, the baby's not necessarily literal, but whatever you're working on, you've got to let it grow. It's going to be painful, but the birth will be wonderful. It's this brand new thing. So I'm going back to my January 7th email to him. I said, hi there. Um, My friend and I are interested in coming in for readings. We're both taking new bold steps in 2020 and excited to hear what you see in store for us. So that may have been a subtle influence. He said to be resolved, I can do it. And they'll be so worth it. And you have to implement change in order to do your vision board. At this point, I'm thinking, God, I needed (laughs) to pay more attention during that vision board. You have not seen my vision board. (laughs) 
Okay, so then the second card, we're still in the row of things outside my control. The second one was the gift card. And he said, beware of gifts because gifts come with strings. This wasn't like a Starbucks gift card. This was just a tarot card that <laughs> oh, right. had a gift on it. <laughs> right. Yo, yeah, that's right. Beware of the strings. There's strings attached. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beware. Be cautious. That's and then, good advice. Yeah. I'll be suspicious of all my friends. Now, um, I, I hope everyone listening that you are also kind of applying these to your life for 2020 or whenever you're listening to this. Maybe you're listening to it in 2050. Mm. Good on you. Come find me. What's happening right now? Tell, tell, tell me, look me straight in the eye and say, watermelon. What is happening for you right now? I'm setting myself up an interesting interaction for 2050. Okay. That's all I'm doing. Great. Okay, so January. <laughs> what is 2020? 2020. Right, okay. Is now. <laughs> right, okay, so you'll be 67? Yes. Okay. Yes, I will. Oh. Do you think we'll still be making this show? Hope so. Yeah, I think we will. Well, there's so many products targeted at aging people I specifically. I keep thinking that. And like when one of us is dying, we're going to make such good episodes for us. <laughs> this will be the best. Yeah. See? I just really hope that it's of some, you know, nice thing. Yeah. Like old age. Indeed. Okay. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, Carry on. So then on this card, there was also, I guess, an image of St. Michael. Mm. Maybe oh, it's yeah. in his little statue or something. Mm-hmm. And he said, now that's important because St. Michael, he stops fear. He chops off the head of fear. Oh, you don't even need to fear fear itself when you got St. Michael around. Yeah. Okay, then this would become very important. The third thing outside my control was the friend card was upside down. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. We haven't talked about this. The cards can be right side up or they can be upside down. Yes. Different meanings, kind of like when we had the uh, house blessed with Stephen Mason. Was there an upside down thing? There? Yeah, like okay. as we were reading the definitions of cards, uh, there, were, yes. there were two different interpretations oh, based yes. on whether the card was right side up. I'm pretty sure tarot readers have said this to me before, too. I think it's a common thing. Indeed. But- but yeah, the, the right side up interpretation would be sort of the one you'd expect. And mm-hmm. the upside down is like, oh, but it's reversed. So my friend card, first of all, had a picture of a young woman. She was carrying like daisies or something in oh, her yes. arms. Oh, yes. And flowers represent friends and families and yes. close ones. It's all good. But she's upside down. So what does this mean? Well, it means that you need to be your own friend. And you're going to lose some friends. And that's okay. Because you have to be your own friend. And I myself have let friendships go. And you just have to appreciate the time you had with that person. It will all be fine. Oh, yeah. And he said something about, like, knowing you did the right thing. You did the right thing. And this was speaking to Carrie. Yeah. Oh, could you tell? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this was the only thing that, like, it was like, oh, well, that's a solid hit. The other things were like, I can make it work. Well, and when he said that, I knew, like, oh, wow, okay. This is a hit for you, too. Yeah, now we're talking, like, everything we've heard up to this point is like, okay, yeah, most people could. Yeah, why not? Most people could say, you know, like, yeah, that's me. But this one is like, oh, wow, that feels kind of specific and current. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we can't get too specific here. For the obvious reasons. But yeah, there's just been a a shitty thing that happened. But this is sort of how I would sum it up is like, I am totally confident I did the right thing. Mm. It just fucking sucks. Mm. (laughs) You know. So uh, fair enough, Richard. And he uh, he asked you if you had any questions. Maybe he noticed your affect or maybe it was uh, time to take a breath. 
But you said, well, I know who that is, mm-hmm. referring to this this friend being lost. And I, I love this moment. This is maybe my favorite moment. He kind of chuckled and said, well, I can only tell you things that you already know. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow. Because for me, that's something I felt is always kind of under the surface when we're talking to a psychic, is that Mm. the only reason that you can verify that these things are true that they're telling you is because you already know them. Mm -hmm. And so it's this kind of interplay between new information being revealed and the fact that the information would be useless unless you already Mm. knew it actually applied to you. And so him saying that just made me feel like, oh, wow. A little peek behind the curtain. He gets what he's doing here. Oh, huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought that was actually, it was like a nice little moment of honesty, and yeah. I really okay. loved hearing a psychic say that. Huh, interesting. I remember in that moment, it was it was one of those things where you're just barely, you know, my sentence overlapped his or something, and I kind of caught it mm. a few sentences later. I was like, what did that mean? And I just sort of kept going. So I'm ah, glad you were I reveled, recording in that moment. I reveled in that moment, yeah. In your brain. So I did ask him, do you see anything for my love life this year? Oh, yeah. You, at this point, he had started putting the cards away. Oh, did he? And I was like, ah, 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 ah. You know, we had both only said we were going to do a half hour, which mm-hmm. is the cheaper reading. So it's like, a, you know, do you need to move on? He said, I have a little bit of wiggle room. It's OK. Do you have more questions? Right. And we were right at 630. So there had been time for introduction and yeah. tea and Ross showing up late. So I said, OK, well, do you see anything for my love life this year? Mm-hmm. And as you and I and our listeners know, because they've been to DrewCareyShow.com, mm-hmm. I'm getting married October 24th. So, you know, if he said something like that, that would prove his powers a little bit. And he said, oh, your love life. Okay. And he put out some cards and he said, to the sexiest nerd and best partner a girl could dream of, your hugs have supernatural powers for me. Thank you for sharing space with me. All of my love now and forever. No, he didn't say any of that. I think he did. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I think you're looking at something else. Jackie Lovett said that to Mitchell Lovett. Oh, jumbo It's a jumbotron. Hey, who knew that had shown up? Jackie Mitchell, you guys sound cute. Owl of my love. Pretty cute. Yeah. They sound very cute. Yeah, and they listen to our show. And they have the same last name. So they're classy. I mean, it's like it was preordained oh, that they'd fall in love. What a coincidence. Love. I know. And their last name is my reaction to this message. Love it. Okay, but for my love life. Yeah, what did he actually say? Okay, so one of the cards I got was a cat. Oh, And yeah. I had kind of set him up for thinking I was a cat lover with my email address. Oh, yeah. Um, but if he had seen that or put it together, he... He wasn't playing yeah. to cat lovers yeah. necessarily. Yeah, he didn't capitalize, capitalize on that. <laughs> <laughs> and I should say he had laid out... I don't know if these were all new cards dealt from the French deck or mm-hmm. how he had sourced these, but he had laid a little configuration of five. So one in the middle and then one above, below, and to each side. Okay. To do this reading about your love i'm glad you have any sense of the physical world around you because i if you had asked me how many cards that was i would have been like 18 this two is, this is why this is teamwork yeah, yeah for sure I, I fixate on certain details you fixate on others <laughs> uh, speaking of which we have not mentioned there was also a beautiful little crystal ball on the oh, table yeah, which i really hoped he would use because yeah. we're asking him to future trip here and then i hope he'll let us come back me too and do other magic like with him you. So, okay, the cat, he said, do you know what people mean when they say cats have staff? 
And I said, oh, sure, they, you know, they're standoffish, and so we end up serving them. Uh-huh. They seem more like the master. He said, yes, exactly. So, you know, you need to use the guiles of a cat. You know, mm. a cat will wake you up at 5 a.m. just because it sees a tiny bit of its food bowl at the bottom, even <laughs> though it's got tons of food. cat will pee on your rug and look you straight in the eye. <laughs> It started to sound like, have you had a lot of bad cats? Oh, yeah. He said something very specific, like, it'll pee on your Bavarian rug or something like that. And I said, this sounds personal. (laughs) It did. It totally did. Uh, but but it was all right. You know, that's yep. what cats do. Cats I've got a cat. Are, cats can be like She's that. a cutie, but she's a meanie. I think cats basically are just the most human-like of the companion animals. We're uh. like, this isn't what we want out of a... We want you to love us more than we love each other. <laughs> but, but then he said, what is also true is as soon as that cat decides to just mm-hmm. nuzzle up to you and love you for a mere moment, all of that fades away. Yep. It's real power flex, cats. Yeah. So he said, you know... You can play a little bit of cat and mouse with this this person. So this other person is going to emerge in my love life. Oh, and it's yeah. someone with whom I had something before. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be more interested in me than I am in them this time. And, you know, if you want to just, you know, play the game a little bit. Be a little mysterious. Don't put it all <laughs> out there, you know. Um, these are very interesting hmm. things to say to someone with an engagement ring. Right? Yeah. Is he referring to Drew? Or is he talking about some other <laughs> future man who's gonna come yeah i don't think either iteration of that really makes sense i wonder if he just thought if you ask the question what do you see in my love life you're single Mm. the end Mm. but yeah no i know we're both glancing at my yeah glistening beautiful ring ring. finger (laughs) made in a laboratory nice Okay, so then the next card was a maid, though I think she was labeled the servant. Um, And he said, you know, the maid of the house, she knows your secrets. She, you know, she might be polishing the china, but she's listening the (laughs) whole time. She's paying attention. She's smiling. She's She's nodding. She's doing her job, but she knows things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, whoa. I guess that's the air I want to have, the cat or the nosy maid. He said, if you want a relationship, it's something you'll have to work for, which, well, true. Somewhere around here as he's reading you, there was a sound of some sort, but he heard it as a knock at the door. Yeah. And, and immediately he springs up again. Yeah. And so I get Do out we of need the, tea? I get out of the way, you know, and uh and he shuffles out and I shuffle back in and he goes and checks the door and nobody's there. He says, Surely you Da-da-da. heard that. Did you hear that? You heard that too, right? So, I, don't know. And, I heard something. I'm not, I don't know. I didn't if it was hear anything. Okay. He said, Well, I do have a porch ghost. Yes. So he thinks it is the ghost of a young man who lived across the street who died. And I did see their altar to him over on that side. Oh, yeah. And he said, this young man was wanted by the police because he cooked methamphetamine. And then when the police were circling his house, he just consumed cons- all consumed of his methamphetamine. Like tons of the meth until it killed him. And died. Which I feel like that would make news. I tried Googling it. Okay. I don't know, but who hmm. knows? Anyway, that's horrific if accurate. Oh, man, awful. But I also love the thought that, like, someone dies in this, you know, totally awful, hideous way, and then you're like, what am I going to do in the afterlife? 
I got to go knock on the neighbor's door. Right. <laughs> this when, is how I'm going to get my comeuppance. And when we later watched that Ghost Adventure show, we'll probably talk about in a little bit, very different persona in that show. Yes. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But there's another ghost that they mentioned who lives in the house who's kind of an older, dapper gentleman. Oh, and, okay. I missed this. But I guess that wasn't the one who knocks at the door. Oh, okay. It's the porch ghost. My next question to him was whether I was headed the right direction in work. He said, oh, work can be a little toxic sometimes. Oh, you're, right. you're in a bubble. And then uh, I had an enemy card and he said, that troubles me. But we kind of talked this out. I said, well, could it be the same person who's like the sort of friend oh, gone yeah. sour? I think you noticed like the friend was upside down. And, and the, the enemy was right, right side, side up. up. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And he said, oh, it could be. Yeah, could be the and same And it seemed like anytime you asked him a question, he would find a way to accommodate that, mm-hmm. y- your theory and say, oh, mm-hmm. that yeah, could be true. Sure. Yes. Could be that, yes. He said, but, you know, you're going to be brought to victory and to financial reward, which is great. I have a lot of student debt. Um, mm. And then uh, he said, uh, and you're you're good at what you do, but you knew that. I'm just trying to imagine the person who'd be like, actually, I am. you know what? I'm, I kind of suck. I'm really bad in play. I'm just waiting for someone to notice, <laughs> like Creed Bratton from The Office or something. <laughs> yeah. I think there are probably people who would think that, but I can't think of anyone who would say it out loud. Sure. (laughs) So he said, I need to meditate, breathe often, especially as I'm going into work. Breathe, hold, exhale. No, yeah. He had a very specific kind of Mm -hmm. order and time about that, like 10 seconds in, hold for 10 seconds, 10 seconds out. (sighs) Which you and I then just started doing as he's talking. (sighs) Our our mirror neurons are just firing. Yeah, it just, uh, it does work. It does make you feel calm right away. Okay, so then I said, if I have one more question, I do wonder what you think will happen in November 2020. And he said, uh, the way I see it. Yeah, and he knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I was a little slow on the uptake. Oh, really? I was thinking like, oh, that's very specific. She's asking about November. What can I do? She's getting married in October. <laughs> and then the, he, knew, he knew exactly what you were asking yep. about. He said, oh, the way I see it. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And then I knew where he was going. And I said, oh, I hope you're wrong too. (laughs) Then actually, I loved this moment. Rather than continue his sort of psychic storyline, he Mm -hmm. just like gets down to Brax tax and he's like, Listen, Russia wants Trump because it destabilizes the U.S. <laughs> I mean, like, he's still oh. using the same like speaking cadence yeah, and everything. But yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's like, listen, I read I've read some Nathan Silver recently. Right. Yeah, totally. And he said, and people on the left, we want the same things. And, and he's making assumptions uh, yeah, about us that, that we're also that we're on the we. left. But we on the left, we can't figure out who is more pure. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay. Yeah, yeah I, know what, I know what he's talking about there. And he said that he's particularly avoided on social media any kind of denigrating of anyone on the left, you know, in case that they any, end up. Uh, the, candidates, yeah. Right. In the case that they show up as the nominee, because yeah. he's then going to get behind them and say, this is the best thing ever. Right. <laughs> uh, but he feels All that than Trump. we'll be too busy fighting ourselves to ever take on mm-hmm. uh, Trump and his momentum right. and his incumbency. So, yeah. Yeah, he goes with that. Yeah, we even get him to talk about his favorite candidate out of the left, but we won't share that because he's trying to stay neutral on social media. Yeah, fair enough. And then as he was closing that out, he said, I do hope I'm wrong, but I don't feel I'm wrong. Yeah. Rough. But one thing he said, he brought up an analogy that he had used before, which is like, 
being a psychic is basically like watching a parade. Something yes. passes in front of you. You feel like you're getting the whole picture. But if you actually took a helicopter up above the crowd and saw, you'd see, oh, no, I wasn't getting the whole picture. You know, that parade route had this uh, serpentine uh, mm -hmm. trajectory across the city. And, oh, someone got distracted and wandered into a store. And right. This there was a bomb threat and called. Yeah. And, yeah, he had right. all these little things that could mess with what you're seeing from one perspective. I like that analogy. Yeah, me too. But he's saying, so, yeah, I can see how things are working, but there are many things that could change them from a different perspective. Yeah. He had some very specific predictions about Trump, though. He said yeah. that he knew that Trump would be impeached. Of course, easy to say now. Sure. Uh, he said, but I don't think he'll be removed from office, but sure. I do think he'll die in office. Yeah. Maybe in his second term. He said uh, probably just like a heart attack or something, but yeah, I think he'll die in yeah. office. Not, he didn't think it would be an assassination. So there we go. We're talking politics again. You know what? I would be very impressed with anybody who's listening who's like, yeah, I'm a Trump supporter, but man, I'm okay with these podcasters. Yeah, sure. If so, write us. I'd be write interested in hearing us. from you. We'll see how that conversation plays out. But yeah. yes, I'd be interested to hear. I want to hear from you. If like you've listened to us bellyache about Trump and yeah. you're like, nah. Yeah. That's their opinion. That's cool. Then he started talking a little bit about uh, how old people don't like change. And I don't know. Went into just sort of a little bit of philosophizing about voters. and Yeah. Um, that was a fun conversation. And it yeah. felt, I felt like that moment was our closest look at Richard Lale, the person, person. himself. Because mm -hmm. he feels very performative. And the more we've seen of him, the more we see, like, you know, he very much can put on a persona. Right. We'll see others. Yeah. So it just felt like, hey, now we're talking to I didn't call him on this because why bother? But I did notice um, one contradiction. He was saying, oh, you know, old people, they kind of like, they don't realize that things have changed and so on. And then another time he said, well, everyone grows in wisdom as they age. Ah, um, okay. Those, those things seem at odds to me. But. Okay, so, so then it was your turn. Well, Carrie, I would love to tell you all about my reading. But first, I think we should talk about shoes. Why not? I love a shoe. Yeah. I love a comfortable shoe that's also like pretty, but also nice for the earth, but also like already feels broken in. I don't cut up my foot the first five times I wear it. Okay, well, if you're looking for all of that and you're looking for a shoe that's stylish, it's sustainable, it's comfortable, it's mm -hmm. washable, yeah. all in one pair of shoes, Yeah. well, Rothy's are the perfect flats for life on the go. Really? So that meets all of the needs I listed. Yeah, all of them. Whoa. Yeah, it's kind of uncanny. It's not at all like a can. Uh <laughs> It's kind of like a can, though, because it's made out of recycled water bottles. <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> oh, they need to use that as a slogan. Rothy's. It's uncanny. <laughs> Please tweet at Rothy's and tell them. Yeah, I have a really cute pair of Rothy's. They're green with a little gold design on the toe, and they're really comfortable. I don't like having to wear sort of like office clothes. Mm -hmm. It's just oh, so boring. So when I have to wear something like that, I'm like, at least give me a little pep. Nice. And I feel like Rothy's. Gives you just that little extra something, something. Okay. Yeah, Cara uh, went in for the, the pointed, more traditional kind of black shoes, mm. but they do have like a little bit of blue piping on them. Okay. So see, even that's got a little something, pizzazz. Something, something. It's uncanny. So Rothy's come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns, and they're available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more. And again, they're made from repurposed plastic water bottles. In fact, Rothy's has diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already. Dope. You'll quickly discover why BuzzFeed called them their forever shoes. 
So check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash oh no. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot C-O-M slash oh no to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash oh no today. But you know what else I freaking love besides just shoes? Wait, wait. Let me turn over this card here. Oh, that's a gift card. Okay, let me turn this one over. It says Squarespace. That's exactly right. Wow, the tarot gods knew. It's all in the cards. Now, I mentioned it before, but Mm DrewCareyShow.com was made on Squarespace. That's all you need to know. That probably makes you want to go get a Squarespace site right now. is a celebrity endorsement by Drew Carey. Uh, genuinely, it made making our wedding website pretty dang easy. Oh, that's awesome. I had used a, I won't even speak its name, but I had used a competitor's Ugh. website creation service at one point, and it's a dark time in my past that I'm moving past because now I've seen the light. It was really easy to make like a very pretty website that looked like Oh, yeah, this actually looks good. It's not just like, oh, look at that. Carrie made a website. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I made a good website. Oh, yeah, totally. No, it looks great. And that's how you create a beautiful website to blog or publish content, promote your physical or online business, announce an upcoming event or special project. Squarespace gives you access to beautiful templates created by world-class designers. Whoa. I know. And they have powerful e-commerce functionality if you want to sell things. And they have a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. That's right. You don't have to get .com. Mm -mm. You can also get .horse. You can get .horse. You can get .net, .biz. .biz. I miss .biz. Or I hope they've instituted my recommendation, which is to offer .com. Oh, fun. Meditation.com. Yeah, I wonder if the app Calm uses that at all. Calm dot calm. <laughs> Everybody would have to get much better at pronunciation. Yeah, true. Uh, but you know who could direct you to that? <laughs> <laughs> the gentleman psychic dot calm. calm. <laughs> and they have 24-7 award-winning customer support. Ooh, so check out squarespace.com slash oh no for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, that's right, you can work on it beforehand. Then use the offer code oh no to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's right. Squarespace.com slash oh no. So it was my turn. He collected all the cards back. He blew on them again. He gave them to me. I cut them with my left hand. He had told us too that uh, he once had somebody who had taken the deck and just kept shuffling it for like oh, yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, don't, maybe don't do that. But. Yeah. He said, you know, do it as long as the spirit moves you, but you know, <laughs> within reason. So he laid out the same grid of cards, starting with the three in the middle and the one laid across them. And I think the one laid across them, I, I don't know if I got a good look at the, the the caption on that one, but it looked like a Aristotle type figure or Socrates, mm. you know, like some sort of thinker. Oh, yes. And it's called the scholar or something. Was that it? Okay, that makes sense. And he said, ah, okay, I can see here that you tend to overthink. <laughs> You're philosophical. Every action is planned. And I thought, uh, yeah, okay, well, yeah. you got me. Then again, I've been staring intently at you with my sure. face scrunched up for the last half hour. But-, but Right. I feel like that's a lot like him saying the thing to me about service. Anyone could could connect with that. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, but also just like, oh, I see that right there. I'm not going to assume you're just bullshitting me. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And he said that there was a surprise recently in my life. And, uh, 
right. It was really shocking me, and I'm coming out of that. Does that match for you? Well, it's interesting, too, because he doesn't ever stop to say, to check, to confirm that, to make sure that it did resonate with you. Yeah, right. Oftentimes, I think psychics that we talk to are more interested in getting that verification of like, ah, I was right, wasn't I, see? Right. Um, He he didn't have much interest in that. He was spinning a tale. He's putting together all these different ideas and archetypes and blending them and storytelling. It's much more of a show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's already told us that he has kind of a background as a performance Mm -hmm. artist. And yeah, yeah, very, very much here. He's pulling it off. He's putting on a really good show. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't mean that in in sort of a... Pejorative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But that's not immediately landing for me. I'm trying to think, well, what was that shock? What shocked me recently? But we're already moving on to other things. So I I still haven't figured out what that shock was. Maybe Um, it was him telling me that that shocked me. Well, what about the health of your family members are concerned? Okay. See, you're so much better at remembering my own past than (laughs) me. Um, that's interesting. Well, let's see. My, my dad had stage four uh, prostate cancer or does, but, but now he's on treatments to kind of reduce testosterone. And so now his prognosis is much better. Oh, that's great. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And if you had told me that within, this is now six months later, mm-hmm. you know, if you had told me closer to that, then I would have been like, oh, yeah, that was a big shock. Mm, yeah. Um, well, maybe the spirits have been saving it up because we didn't get any psychic readings. Maybe. Uh, there was a thief card. He was reversed. Had something to do with like uh, feeling taken advantage of. Yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly what the thief mm. uh, was doing. But th- the lesson that he got to very quickly was that when a door closes in my face, Oh yeah! Don't let that completely stop me. There's still there's still a way you can don't find, take no for an answer. Yeah, you know, find your way through a window or something. He didn't say that, but the idea was like, you know, yeah, you can still get to that goal. Right. So keep going for it. So so hold that and you know stick a pin in that because I think there's another contradiction coming. Okay. Also, if that wall is someone else's consent, just leave it alone. Right. And I even said, ah, so uh, don't take no for an answer. And I feel uncomfortable even saying yeah, that because right. there's situations. And that is not that is a, bad advice. ever the right reaction. Yeah. D- didn't react to that. But but here we come to the next card, uh-huh. which was, again, <laughs> that, that group of three. This is the past, the present, and now the future. The Widower. <laughs> so there's a picture of a very dapper-looking man mm-hmm. in a suit. Yeah, with, a- with a handlebar mustache. <laughs> who looks exactly like Richard Lale. He really does look quite a bit like Richard laying a wreath down on this giant tombstone one of those obelisk style tombstones and immediately my eyes are drawn to the inscription (laughs) on the tombstone so this is a man whose wife has died in this in the little vignette he's the widower he's visiting his wife's grave and it says in italian and so i'm gonna say this wrong alla mia cara moglie so my wife's name is right there, Cara, and it's very <laughs> it's, dead middle. It is the largest <laughs> of all of these words. Very prominent, right next to the wreath. It just says Cara, Cara. on a grave. Yes, widower, widower. That's the card in my future. <laughs> like, oh shit! <laughs> all the psychics want Cara out of the picture. The it's last one was in love with you. So funny, I. <laughs> showing this to Cara later Uh and she's like oh what is going on (laughs) they used to just always predict that I was having a baby and now they're all trying to kill me or get rid of me (laughs) 
Oh my she God. was very offended. So I, I didn't say that to him, but wanted to see like, would he go there? Yeah. I did say, now is this a literal widower? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. He said it twice, which makes that even less convincing. Uh-huh. Sounds like it's more likely. So goodness, we got to we gotta watch out for Kara in this next year. And I tried really hard to get, I was like, okay, but can it be? Yeah. Sometimes it is not necessarily. Yeah, like, and you okay, even said, "Does that mean he could lose his that spouse?" Sometimes, right? Yeah, and he didn't. He didn't take any of that bait. Yeah. Um. He just said, "No, no." But the the message here, though, is that there will be some sort of loss, or at least we kind of played around with this concept. It could also be a perceived loss. Okay. So it might turn out that it wasn't actually a loss. Yeah, this is starting to feel like Rhythmia's definition of a miracle. <laughs> oh, you don't feel you got one? Let's find a way you can imagine you got one. Uh, but the, the important message was that there is life after this loss. Mm-hmm. I need to remember that. So, you know, okay. take your time, but then move along. Remember that you're alive. So, okay. And then I asked if I could take a picture of the card because <laughs> I wanted to remember this. Uh, here's what we found later is that, you know, you could say it was the, the low lighting. I say it was the spirits. You could say it was a phone glitching or, yeah, you could say that there was some spiritual activity here. But I put the phone right over that card and thought I was taking a nice steady picture. And what I got was this big blur. Yep. And all of my pictures were blurry. Bunch of blurs. Yeah. So make of that what you will. Make of that what you will. Pretty fascinating. But also it was a very dark room. Coincidence? Yes. (laughs) Uh, So Ian, he was fine with that and he didn't seem to mind. You took some pictures of him and me as he was giving the reading and he didn't didn't bat an eye at that or anything. One of my two favorite professors in grad school, he was of the very strong opinion, like just start taking pictures. When they say no, you stop and you have seven or eight. (laughs) Okay. So. Well, there you go. He was in the photos looking very Freddie Mercury, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but blurry. Imagine Freddie Mercury, but blurry. Mm-hmm. He did mention that he reads the cards from right to left. All right. Interesting factoid. Yeah. Uh, then there was a card. Someone was wearing like a blindfold. Oh, this was weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like was... somewhere in between an angel and Lady Justice. Yeah, it wasn't an archetype I'm familiar with. And I can't remember what the caption to the card was. Yeah, he was even likening it to... Actually, this is kind of interesting. It was hope. Was it hope? Yeah, yeah I remember him saying You're hope right. blinds you. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Because I was saying, well, well, this is also reminding me of justice because mm-hmm. it w- Hope was wearing a blindfold, but the blindfold was slightly askew. But also he was commenting on the pose of the figure, mm-hmm. this young person that was kind of reclining over and said, it sort of looks like one of those Victorian graves. And I said, oh, like the weeping angels. Mm. He said, yes, it, which is also interesting. And I pointed this out to Kara because she's always loved that kind of grave, the grave she wants with a big weeping angel. I don't know if I've been aware of the weeping angel graves. Oh, yeah. They can look really creepy sometimes. It's just, you know, like a carved figure of someone with uh, the wings and oh, hunched over. Oh shit! Yeah, you, Jesus. you're doing some images. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen this in person. Oh my god! 
For eternity? Wow. Yeah, yeah, you've got the idea. So Kara wants something very dramatic like that. So as I'm thinking about (laughs) this big grave with my wife's name on it, and then we go straight to this weeping angel kind of pose Uh on the card. Oh, goodness, Kara's not going to like this at all. (laughs) No. It was really weird that the head of the figure as it's reclined was in this contraption that was kind of posed like a guillotine, but it sort of... was like a hand harp? It's kind of like a lyre, but without the strings. He didn't know what it was either. Yeah. So yeah, the hope card was a very strange one. The the lesson there was that I shouldn't be blinded by hope and that I'm a very hopeful right. person. But it, hope can blind you. Yeah, I felt like this was felt like a hit for me. He said, don't let hope blind you from realities. And, and I felt like that was where we stuck a pin in me not taking no for an answer, knowing mm. that my goal was still attainable. Oh, right. And so I kind of pointed that out. I said, oh, interesting. Okay, so, so hope will blind me, but then I can still be hopeful again that I'm going to achieve my ultimate oh, goal. I see. Okay. So he's saying like kind of hope will get me to the end, but also hope will blind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This felt like a little bit of a contradiction to yeah. me. Uh, there was a, a servant card representing uh, like someone who represses themselves and just focuses on doing the duty. I, you'd gotten that same card mm-hmm. in a different location earlier. I tried to ask, oh, okay, well, is that a person? Is that a process? Is that myself? And he said, oh, could be any of those. You need to do what you need to do. Yeah, very hard to pin him down on any of these things. I don't know how else to describe this, and this might sound crazy, but his words are like a, like a cloud filling the room mm-hmm. instead of like... Yes. It's not like a... Yeah, it's an atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, that would might be the non-crazy person way to say it. But yeah, it's like it's all around. It's not like he's giving you information for you to absorb and, and interact with. It's just like, I'm just filling the space with these ideas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and sort of inviting you just to play in there and insert things that are worrying you or on your mind. And yeah, and it just moves around very fluidly. And, and mm-hmm. so I, I think it really did take a lot of focus to kind of track what's going yeah. on in the moment. Definitely. Because it, it did have this kind of rhythmic melody to it. Though I, I don't want to give the impression that he was talking constantly. He also used silence very artfully as well. Oh, interesting. Okay. And sometimes you would ask a question or I would ask a question and he would respond just with like a meaningful glance. Oh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And wait for your reactions and say, there you go, or something uh like that. uh I I think the the message of the servant was you need to keep doing your duty, like the things that need to be done. And sometimes when life is really tough, uh, it might be the smallest thing, like making your bed could Mm. be a big accomplishment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him saying that. Yeah. yeah. And on all of these things, you know, it sounds right. But then you think, wait a second, how does that connect to the last thing? This seems very different. and mm-hmm. um, Not always easy to identify that connective fiber. So there was a melancholy card. So that's in your future. Yeah. And, well, I mean, that makes sense. And again, he the doesn't. The widower is oh, there you go. happy. But he doesn't look at the melancholy card and say, oh, you're going to be sad in the future. Right. Which would be the more surface level, easy reading. If it's sad, it's symbolic. <laughs> if it's happy, it's <laughs> just the thing and then he moved on to there was a priest card i want to say the priest was upside down i think that's right whatever orientation it meant that i needed to focus on the spiritual side and that there's an imbalance between the outer world and the spiritual world for me okay and i thought okay now we're starting to talk well you know one could easily say that oh you're too Mm -hmm. much of a rationalist yeah if you have to pick one or the other yeah exactly so so i asked oh does that mean i should seek out spirituality and he said well I would say you should meditate. 
And mm. then he talked a little more about the fact that he does yoga. He was talking about how we're all bombarded every day with all the notifications and the social mm-hmm. media. And oh, he's so right about all that. I was definitely feeling that. Yeah. Here, here's my exercise that I need to do that in the morning I sit so that I'm flat footed. Oh, right. And then I should be upright, but don't put so much like muscle effort into being upright that my shoulders are pincing. Hmm. I like how I said that. Mm-hmm. And then do the 10 seconds breathing in, hold for 10 seconds, 10 seconds out. That's a pretty long time. And then he said, you know what? Do this five times. Yes, I'm getting the number five. Oh, That's your number. Oh, okay. good number for me. Okay. I heard him say five was good for you, but I didn't realize that was about your breaths. Uh, he talked more about like the voices in our heads and how they only say the mean things. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to be late. You're going to lose the account. So all of that was like, oh, yeah, yeah, these are good, good things to think about, be aware of in a calm moment and inoculate ourselves against a little bit. Then he had kind of a little aside where he was talking about how maybe a good time just to be silent is the one time that we're actually alone in L.A., which is in our cars. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, sometimes you're trying to just drive 15 miles and it takes you two hours. Right. Maybe that's a good moment just not to play anything, to turn it off. And that also spoke to me because, you know, if I'm in a car, well, hey, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to an mm-hmm. audiobook. Yeah, I've done that. I've turned everything off. I actually feel like I don't listen to that much audio in my non-driving life. So that always feels a little bit of a cocoon to me. Like, oh, look, I can listen to this Weaker Than's album with no guilt so mm. just in this car. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then I'll hit that moment where it's like, OK, I, I don't need to be absorbing information right now. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to some music. Yeah, that's important to get there. So he was talking about that, and he was talking about how he used to have road rage. He gave us the smallest little snippet of additional information about himself. He said, once when I was a hairdresser. Oh, yeah. I was driving around one time, and there was this woman, and she was going so slowly in front of me, and I was stuck (laughs) behind her, and I was so mad. I was thinking there's a real chance that was me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay and as uh and as he drove past her he said i saw my reflection in the mirror and you know my veins were bulging and she was just so peaceful just oblivious to it all and gritting yeah it was a moment of reflection for him like oh i've really uh really gone off the deep end so uh, you know he was very quick to acknowledge that sometimes he needs these lessons himself at some point he wrapped it up and said yes speaking words of wisdom let it be and so he made a music reference. I didn't hear that. And so then I said, so would you say then that my melancholy need not be an infinite sadness? <laughs> I caught it. And I don't think he did. Yeah, I think you kind of guffawed like, <laughs> and he said, no, it need not be. <laughs> so, so yeah, maybe he didn't get the reference or he was just playing along. I can't remember what card this was related to, but he was telling me about how you can kind of travel through time just sort of like he was giving that example of the parade earlier, how you can shift perspective. You can do that with time as well. And you have the ability to talk to your younger self and comfort him and tell him it's going to be okay. Or I understand your pain. I understand that hurt that you're feeling. And this really reminds me of Teal Swan. Mm, Interesting. Because that's what her completion process is oh interesting okay and then in the same way you can uh, consult with your older self and receive wisdom from him and he can tell you you know like oh here's what you're missing here's all the good things to come Mm -hmm. Um, and so there was very much a directionality to it that right you know wisdom increases right so you are spiritually at a greater place than what came before but that will continue to expand out to the older you. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, yeah, a little bit of that contradiction where right. you're smarter as you grow older unless you're a Trump supporter. 
Right. Yeah, it's so weird how in, uh, maybe in culture at large, but it seems especially true in spiritual circles, there's this lifting up of the young and the old as particularly close to God and everyone in oh, the yeah. middle, it's sort of like, eh, you're just, you're just normos. Yeah. Uh, so then he was looking at the grouping of cards that were down and to the left. These are things that are on my mind right now. Uh, the gift was there, geschenk okay. in German. Be careful of those <laughs> strings. Uh, yeah, though for me, he was uh, just saying, don't forget that you have gifts. So it was a slightly different oh, takeaway. Okay. Interesting. Uh, St. Michael was there as well. Oh, okay. Uh, Cutting off the head of fear for you. The only thing to fear is the lack of St. Michael. Uh, there was some card that I, I think it had a woman on it, but it was like a foe card. I didn't need to worry about taking on the fight with the foe. Yeah, I don't think I, I must have been off thinking about something. Okay. Oh, I know what I was thinking about. Yeah? I was thinking about when I was a kid, I actually actually did childhood was rough i wrote a song to myself from my future self whoa you were already doing this i was doing it yeah living the dream about like how everything's gonna be okay like i'm here i'm you in 20 years or whatever and everything's okay wow i know did you hold on to that yeah oh. kind of okay. i can still remember like three words of it and the basic tune but I'm not going to sing it. Oh, wow. There was a lover card telling me to speak my own truth. And yeah, this one did not resonate with me at all. He's saying, yeah, you know, that persona where you're saying, I just do what I do. I don't care. Your opinions don't affect me. Mm. And I thought, well, that's not me. That's not where my head's at, but yeah, okay. Yeah, it was hard to tell in that part what was proscriptive and what was descriptive. Right. Yeah, I couldn't tell like, and uh, I, I'm sorry, are you telling Ross to do that or to stop doing yeah, that? Yeah, and, and, and he, of course, fluidly moves between both, but this was in the category of things that are on my mind right now. Uh -huh. And so I thought, yeah, Okay, that's not right. Um, yeah. Interesting. Make of that what you will. And I think he'd sort of uh, skipped past one card or hadn't really talked about it. And it was farthest from me. But I, I asked about it. And he said, oh, that's the room card. And it's also upside down. Oh, that's a warning that you need to reverse the melancholy of your life or it will be in chaos. And oh, gosh. Yeah, right? Got to get rid of that melancholy. How do you get that all so, out of an upside-down room? Well, geez, these cards are potent. Okay. So meditation, very important. Okay. And or your room will turn upside down. Then you asked him why the widower was upside down. Yeah, yeah, we'd made so much out of upside downness, and then such an obvious one that wasn't right. Yeah, oh, that good it point. Was upside down. Well, it does two things. That means that the widower is now facing you, meaning Ross. And then it's also telling us that the loss may not actually be death or true loss. It may be it turn out that it was only perceived loss. Okay. Another lesson he had for me was that I need to release sorrow and that it's important to cry. Oh, right. And it's interesting. Most of the time, you know, because I would be kind of looking at him the whole time. He's the one speaking in the room. Mm -hmm. And every now and then you take courteous kind of looks away to look at the cards or look mm -hmm. at Carrie or whatever. But, you know, I was watching him most of the time and he would usually be kind of looking down, speaking sort of to the table. Mm. Uh, but every now and then he would look up and make eye contact to make a point or make a connection. And so, yeah, he looked me very much directly in the eyes and said, it's okay to cry. Aww. And uh, yeah, it was, it was very sweet. And so I said, okay, well, it's interesting. That's not normally 
a reaction for me. Like the most I usually feel like that is in a touching movie. He said, well, push yourself, do it. Like make, make yourself, yourself cry. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And, you, and so he was saying, it's kind of like laughing. It's one of those fake it till you make it kind of mm-hmm. things. And I had said how, you know, that just feels kind of disingenuous to me. He said, no, no, that's like, sometimes you sort of need that to get the process going. Yeah. That's interesting. Tears are healing. Yeah. And he did say, especially as men, we're sort of, you know, the culture tells us not to tap into this part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the end of that. And he said, do you have any more questions as he gathered the cards together? And I said, well, I'll ask the same thing as Carrie. Can you tell me a bit about my love life in the coming year? Mm-hmm. Now, it should be mentioned, Ross, do, you don't wear a wedding ring in general. I don't. Yeah. So you weren't wearing a wedding ring. Yeah. I've lost two wedding rings and they were, oh, no. you know, they were cheap ones. Yeah, oh, we, sure. I don't. We don't. And he really didn't say anything that I would actually say was about my love life. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not remembering how he answered that at all. I think the scholar came out again. You can be your own worst enemy, but you can also be your own best friend, I think. Okay, that's a pretty solid Barnum statement. Uh, Apply for anyone. He did say, like, I need to be clear about my needs, or that was like, I think I I took that as a takeaway. And he said, yeah, be clear about your needs. Mm. Yes, that's when he used the word vibrations, Mm. I remember, because I was like, okay, I'm paying attention now. You just said vibrations. He said, like, yeah, because statements are like vibrations. So you sort of put them out there, and they bounce off of other things and they make effects and you know starts to affect the world around you so the way he was saying is like okay that's the more responsible way to use vibration so Mm -hmm. i'll let it i'll let it go the metaphorical energy of what you put out there indeed Uh, the messenger card was also there and he told me to be open to the message but yeah nothing that was like Oh, you're going to have a breakup or, oh, you're going to find the love of your life. Nothing, nothing like that. Uh, Or, well, it appears you've been married for half your life. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I didn't have any impression that he had any idea of my marital status. Yeah. In either direction. From anything he was saying. Right. And uh, he just didn't go there. I asked him about creative projects. He looked at a few other cards and he saw a house. There was a prison, but that wasn't a bad thing (laughs) because we're breaking out of the prison. He told me that I'm going on a solo journey. Okay. So maybe I'm going to release a solo album. Oh, you should. Uh, He saw springtime and freshness and creativity. So, hey, that's good for creativity. Okay. So then he asked, any other questions? And we're kind of up at our time at this point. But he was saying, oh, no, we can keep going a bit. Uh, My next person doesn't show up for an hour. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's being very generous about that. You asked a very interesting question. Did I? About... Do animals go to heaven? You didn't. (laughs) It's one time you haven't asked that. Uh, You asked about your mother's health. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he said, now I don't do health. Yeah. Because I'm not a doctor. (laughs) Right. And like he dropped some cards at the moment and he went to go get those. But uh, he said, it's very much like the analogy I gave before. Yeah, it's that parade floating by. It's like an impressionist painting. And and then he was kind of describing like those pointillism paintings Mm. where you get up close and it's, oh, it's just dots. Right. So, yeah, again, we almost kind of caught him in a contradiction there because he was starting to say, so I do get a picture. Mm -hmm. I'm um, not going to tell you what it is. And I said, oh, but you don't trust that picture. And he said, oh, no, no, no. Because, you know, as a psychic, he can't be saying, oh, I don't trust my these images I'm getting. They kind of thought about that and said, well, with health, I don't. Right. Yeah. So it's like he he believes the vision he's getting, but it could mean anything. But as anybody who's listened to our show for a while, you'll know that for us, that's a big deal when a psychic will make uh, statements, strong statements about what you need to do medically. Yes. Or not do medically. Yeah. Huge props to him in contrast to Sister Rocky in that area. Yeah. 
So that was another thing where I thought, yeah, right on, buddy. Good job. Yeah, it's good. Then I asked about the number five. You know, where did that come from? And he said, you know, I just, I like that feeling for you. It's just, it's right for you. Hmm. He said five is the number of creativity. So there you go. And so then you said, do I get a number? Yeah, I want a number. And uh, so he gave you three, like right away. Right away. He did not miss a beat. He knew you were a three already. Yeah, he kind of, um, he was facing me, so I don't think he would have seen it, but it really felt like a genuine like light up moment. He was like, three. And mm. it's like, yeah, his eyes kind of got bigger and brighter. And oh. Like, oh, I'm so glad you asked kind of thing. Yeah. And you were kind of like pushing him for like, why, why three? What's so great about three? And I oh. uh, <laughs> didn't mean to be pushy. I just wanted to know but, what three was. But he's like, oh, no, no, this is a great number. That's the number of the Trinity. That's mm-hmm. uh, you can easily like add it in like three, six, nine, twelve. And it goes from like odd to even, odd to even. And so Carrie, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, it, is that true for any odd number? <laughs> yeah, you double it and it becomes an even number. And he said, well, yes, but three is magical. <laughs> yeah, and so then he was giving far more examples of like kind of ancient uh, spells in which if you said a name three times, it would conjure something. And you right. said like Beetlejuice? <laughs> <laughs> You're making him work for the three. And uh, he's like, no, no, but like it shows up everywhere. Like you need uh, to set up threes. As soon as you say three, it's a collection. And so right. th- then we were helping him out. You're like, yeah, yeah like in comedy, in comedy or yeah. in a three-act structure in a play. Or right. Rule of thirds in photography. Yeah, yeah. Because you we- need at least two to set a pattern and three to interrupt it. Right, yeah. exactly. So um, he gave you that number. It was pretty fun. And of course, he's saying three is a magic number. So I'm singing Schoolhouse Rock in I my head. I was thinking about that too. And I did not put a quote from that into the conversation. <laughs> I was very tempted. Well, I don't. I don't think I was pushy. I was just asking him what tree is. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, you gotta know. You asked him about his dialect. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, where are you from? <laughs> he said, well, I grew up in Missouri, and I lived for a while in England, and I was very posh. Right. And when people would ask me, where are you from? I would say, my mother. And when they would ask, oh, where does your accent come from? I would say, from my mouth. <laughs> right. He had this whole little dialogue of how he about would his dialect. To, yeah. <laughs> the conversations he would have about his Yeah. His so you could tell that he, dialect. of course, everybody asked him that. Right. So he's, right. He's got a way of kind of deflecting. It was a deflection, but right. a, an artful one and a fun one. And yeah, that's when you mentioned kind of the 50s actors. And he said, yeah, yeah mid Atlantic. Yeah. And then he said, really more 30s. He said, I'm a very old man. And we, we all laughed at that because he's maybe a couple of years older than we are. Yeah, he's 40, he mentioned later. Okay. So that, that was the end of our reading. So then he kind of led us into the foyer and we talked about paying him. You had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I paid him. I had come fresh from the ATM, so I didn't have change. So rounding up from $85, I gave him 100 Oh, so did I. I. Felt, I felt good doing it. That's what I did as well. he did a great job. When I came back out and almost left without paying him. And he's like, <laughs> uh, did you have cash as well? And I yeah. was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Just everything he did was very gracious, very mm-hmm. sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I should say, also, he was showing me while you were in the bathroom and you came in and got part of this show. He was showing me this model of the Adams Family House 
that he had All built. Right. So, you know, imagine someone who builds their own trains, you know, but he's gotten this kind of house kit and he's customized it to make it fit the Adams family. And, and there's trees around and moss growing on things. And there's the little Scooby-Doo mystery machine. Uh, he said that it was all an homage to uh, an episode of Scooby-Doo where they meet the Adams family. And he was giving all these great details about these weird cameos. And I totally have to watch this now. Uh, but he said that the Adams family was, as a kid, his entry point into the occult. Yeah. And that they were all just so cheerful and happy about it. He just loved the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, the fun spooks. And it just got him into this whole world of occultism. It's pretty fun. Yeah. He, he showed off his various things for a little bit and then we left and then later we pulled up we were like we gotta watch ghost adventures right <laughs> and we did oh and my goodness turns a, out very different richard lale yeah huh she was well he had shaved his head yes he was wearing a different suit i'm sure he has uh, quite a few he was right off the bat declaring himself a satanist yes you know gestured to that picture of him as satan and like, it, it just gave this whole other air to the experience of being in his house and being around him. And the ghost hunters were using devices to try to feel if he had accidentally <laughs> let any spirits in. And they were like, ooh, in the seance room, which is the room you and I had been in. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's really lighting up in here. And one was particularly on the chair you would one day sit in. All right. Um, yeah, which makes me think that when they asked you early on, like, oh, did you find out about Richard through Ghost Adventure? Mm -hmm. When you said you hadn't, that probably hit a little reset button in their minds. Like, oh, they're not thinking of you as the Satanist yes, now. Yes, I think that's right. I mean, she didn't actually ask, but when I didn't know what it was. I had never seen Ghost Adventure before. Because, me neither. Yeah, I, I There's just, so many of those. Yes. Oh, no kidding. And actually, right now for a friend, I'm going to start watching one called Hellier. I just have so little, I don't know, interest because they all are the same. Yeah. And just the way they have to build drama. And this was completely that, you know, they showed them coming up the street and everything had the dark vignette around it. Mm -hmm. And they've pumped up the contrast and, and they're putting in little. Yeah. <laughs> Which Sounds. I always get distracted by and want to like remove in my head and just see the raw footage of the two people being like, really? So you heard a sound? Yes, I heard a sound. <laughs> <laughs> right, because that's what the the original B-roll or the original right. uh, footage looked like. It's kind of like watching a movie where you can tell, oh, this is day for night shooting. You know, like they put oh. a filter over the camera. This was shot at, you oh, know, okay. two o'clock, but you want it to look like it's... Oh, I don't think I have uh, enough of a film eye for that. 7 p.m. When you said that, that's what I thought of, because like now I'm just fixating on that. Right. And in the same way, it's like, oh, man, everything you had to contrive to make this little piece of uh, screen gem. You know, whatever reminds me of not to say that okay you haven't seen midsummer not yet but is it a story about a crazy cult with some possibly supernatural elements yes but the thing that takes me out of the movie every time hmm. is a moment where someone correctly identifies a pube in their food <laughs> every time i'm like <laughs> okay this came up in conversation with you and drew the other day you were both yeah. debating about this yeah okay a beard hair. And these people in this cult, a lot of them have big old bushy beards. Mm. That's the, most of them are blonde because it's in Sweden, but several of them are brunette. And they got their crackless. Cr and I'm always like, now you've lost me, Midsommar. 
<laughs> this whole time. No way you could know that was a pubic hair. Yeah, you wouldn't know. And it wouldn't just come into your mind all of a sudden. Oh, it's definitely a pubic hair. Anyway, Drew feels the opposite. He feels he could correctly identify a pubic hair in his meal. Yeah, well, I was introduced to this over the course of our dinner the other <laughs> night. And... <laughs> I weighed in more on Drew's side here, just saying that I would say that if you see a hair and have that feeling like, okay, this looks like a soft hair that's been protected, an enclosed environment, and it's kind of got a thickness and oiliness to it, you could say, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a pube, and you'd probably be like 80 to 90% correct. Wow. So I don't feel that way There at is all. a chance it could not be a pube, but I think right. you'd have a good, you know, b- I, better I, than random guess. I don't think I personally would. Okay. But I also... I don't think I have ever seen any hair not attached to someone's body and thought, that's a pube. Oh, I have. Oh. Well, I also pee in urinals on a regular Uh, basis. Oh, true. So, you know what? Drew and I have seen far more pubes than you have. (gasps) Whoa! Oh, I just changed Carrie's perspective Oh, that's interesting because, oh, because Drew put this out on Twitter. Made a Twitter poll and it was pretty 50 50. We've already talked about this way more than I thought I ever would in my life. <laughs> it was pretty 50 50, and I wonder if it was those who have used urinals and those who oh. have very little experience analyzing pubic hairs. <laughs> yeah, we're busy like trying to knock them around, like feel like we're doing a favor, like, yeah, I'm going to get that one off the edge for you. There you go. Got it in the bottom. That'll flush down. Because, I mean, I've seen pubic hair, but it's always been attached to somebody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know? All right. It's not just yeah. hanging out somewhere. I'm glad we had this conversation. Wow. Drew! <laughs> hey, babe. He might be asleep. Okay. It's midnight. Well, it's a bird show. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this ghost hunting show was yeah. your typical absurdity, but it was so funny because he was just playing up because they wanted him to, and he uh-huh. was gladly ascending. He was playing up this yeah. kind of dark Satanist character who deals with dangerous magic. And mentioned that he's a Satanist, but doesn't believe in God or Satan. And for a second, I was like, oh, like the Satanic Temple? Who right. are all like kind of cheeky atheists, but no, because then he said, but I do believe in like spirits, and sure, some people might call them demons. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, never mind. That reminds me, as uh, you were in the bathroom, he was mentioning to me something about how people come and they've got all kinds of backgrounds, Christians, atheists, and and I said, oh, well, is it something that you can feel as an energy that you can differentiate between mm. people? And he said, oh, no, not really. But yeah, then seeing that video later where he stated that, I was like, oh, okay, didn't see that coming. Yeah. Uh, but of course, the, the silliest thing was that they kept shooting this footage and they would have these different histograms on the side, little graphs overlaid on top of this black and white footage, you know, showing you something that they never, as far as I could see, explained. Right. Here's what this is measuring. And it would be putting these little dots around the image, like overlaid on top of people. And then there would be the dots would have lines between them and they would form this perfect little like human stick figure. Right. Which would be floating around the frame somewhere. And then they'd say, oh my God, that's a ghost. Over nothing. So you would have like a solid black wall yeah, or like a I red pattern. wouldn't see anything and there's, there. Yeah, there's nothing visually, at least in the color spectrum, to denote the shape. But all right. of a sudden they've overlaid these dots that there's a weird little human figure standing over your shoulder. And then not explain to us like, okay, what? but what is your software supposed yeah, to what detect? Yeah. Yeah, what are you sensing? Is this in UV? Right. What's going on? Is this heat? Which just made it look silly. Yep. So silly. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Who is that compelling for? I guess a lot of people. Well, anyway, that was an exciting reading with Richard Lale. You want to hold off on rating this one? 
Yeah, let's see how 2020 pans out. Will I become Dr. Oz? The hardest part will be to kind of write down these predictions in such a way that we can judge them true or false. That's what I was just going to ask you. Looking back at this, what stands out to you as something that like, okay, either will happen or won't? Oh, yeah, this is not for me. But as we were saying goodbye to him, we were saying, uh, well, we hope you're wrong about Trump. Mm -hmm. And if you are wrong, we'll come back and celebrate. All right. And I guess if you're right, we'll come back and commiserate. All right. So that's definitely something. Uh, Well, we can see if Kara dies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he will be my mortal enemy. You can be like, why didn't you warn me? You just kept saying that it probably wasn't. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> These are things I would need to know. Yeah. You're going to have maybe an old flame come back. Oh, right. Okay. And be more interested in you. That this could go with that other psychic prediction that uh, someone's going to interrupt your wedding. That was from the Hollywood lady. Right. Uh, That's going to be named Milo. Right. I would almost say that it's kind of reflects well on him as a psychic, I think, because he is dealing more in just general advice and storytelling and juxtapositions of ideas just to create this spirit of meditation and introspection and reflection mm-hmm. rather than like giving you specific things to watch out for people to worry about there was you know a little bit of that Mm -hmm. i i just gotta say i was transfixed the whole time oh yeah it's so entertaining i really enjoyed it i Mm -hmm. enjoyed the experience it's the best time i've ever had in a psychic reading oh lovely yeah that might be true of me too i'm not even sure pretty good i would gladly do it again and Mm -hmm. yeah just really enjoyed him as a person and as a character and that house is just amazing so oh trump dying in office that's a prediction oh yeah in the well the second term so we wouldn't get there but yeah right we we can keep that in the, the long run right second term yeah i i would highly recommend uh, this if you're looking for a psychic reading yeah for sure it's a bit pricey indeed it's a weird thing when we're doing things for this show that ordinarily i would not want to pay nearly that much for there's a, this educational aspect that makes it okay i'm glad you said that because i feel like my sense of what these things are supposed to be worth is totally thrown out the window i yeah. feel like i've lost my moorings on that <laughs> uh, I, I mean you know if you spend a hundred dollars on a dinner you'd be like that was a very expensive dinner. because like on your vision board there what does it say like a hundred dollars for 30 minutes yeah for carlos the medium yeah it, it is a fair amount of money so this has to be Definitely. something where you have kind of discretionary uh, yeah. the ability in this case we're we're doing a podcast yeah you are in part paying for the ambiance yeah and and maybe it's pretty rad maybe in a year we'll be able to talk more about his accuracy or lack thereof but hot drinks thumbs up solid thumbs up thumbs up right from the get-go yeah though i will say i believe on his website it says you'll get tea and scones oh that's how my friend from england says it scones okay uh yeah we only got tea well now (laughs) man all 100 dollars back or one scone at the same time I, i felt like this guy gets it i feel like he's kind of aware of what he's doing and what's going on and that Mm -hmm. he's purposefully delivering kind of the best version of a psychic Mm -hmm. reading he can that will be hopefully relevant and cause people to live better lives Mm -hmm. um you know i'm reminded of you know we talked to our friend mark edward before you know he always kind of rides that line because he still gives psychic Mm -hmm. readings and I, i feel like he does something very similar which is you know how can we help you know give somebody just some positive things to think about yeah i'm not totally for that angle there's kind of better and worse versions of psychic readings 
meetings. Sure. And I feel like uh, what Richard Lale is doing here is definitely on the, the best side of it. Yeah, yeah. If you're still going to go along with the gambit that you are. Yeah. A psychic, do it this way. Mm-hmm. Right. Say you're a Satanist and give me some tea. <laughs> Indeed. So yeah, a great way to start 2020. And yeah. uh, we'll, uh, hopefully our listeners will help us keep our eyes open for all these things. It was so funny as we were getting ready to publish our Sister Rocky review at the end of 2019. A lot of people were writing us saying, oh, I set my calendar to remind you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So uh, all right, we'll rely upon you all to remind us to revisit Richard Lale at the end of the year. And I'll watch out for any frenemies just in case... There's more than that one. And if you're anywhere near San Francisco, you oh, should yeah. come see us. Come see our little sketch fest show. Very soon. It's going to be uh, Tuesday, the 21st 8 of January. Mm-hmm. 8 p.m. Right. So you got a little time to get off of work and get over there from wherever else in San Francisco you are. We're going to be at Cobb's Comedy Club again. Mm-hmm. Great venue. Uh, we'll have visuals. We'll have a fresh investigation. We're mm. very excited about. It's going to be very fun. So, uh, yeah, come join us. And there are still ticks. Yeah. There's even, I think there's one ticket still in the front row. Well, what? I think so. Oh, that's crazy. So, uh, yeah, you can find it at, uh, if you go to MaximumFun.org, there's an events section. You can find it there. Brand new events section. Or on our uh, social media, we've posted links to that uh, recently. Yeah. Speaking of which, you can find us on Facebook.com forward slash OnRack, O-N-R-A-C. Or you can find us on Twitter at Ono Podcast. I should also mention that our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. And our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. You can support us at MaximumFun.org slash donate. That's where you can help fund our investigations. That's where the majority of our support comes from. And uh, we really rely upon all of our generous listeners who yeah. uh, chip a little bit towards uh, you know going to seminars where we walk on broken glass. Oh, glass now. Oh, that hasn't happened yet. Interesting. Another way you can help us out is leave a positive review Oh yeah. say, iTunes or whatever method you use to get a podcast. That would be a very classy handlebar mustache kind of thing to do. Yeah. And remember. Are you a magician? Um, In a sense, yes. I don't do magic tricks. Black or white? There's no such thing. There is no such thing. It depends. It's all about intent. It's all about intent. Well, if you violate free will, that's black magic. So that, I mean, but call it what you want. Uh, people think of of light magic and dark magic, and really it's just about intent. I, I think they were surprised because I wasn't all light and love and my higher power. I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we host Round Springfield. Round Springfield is a new Simpsons podcast that is Simpsons adjacent. Mm -hmm. Um, In its topic, we talk to Simpsons writers, directors, voiceover actors, you name it, about non-Simpsons things that they've done. Because, surprise, they're all extremely talented. Absolutely. For example, David X. Cohen worked on The Simpsons, but then created a little show called Futurama. Mm -hmm. That's our very first episode. So tune in for stuff like that with Yardley Smith, with Tim Long, with different writers and voice actors. It's going to be so much fun. And we are every other week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.